1: I E-M-I. 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 Hello, welcome to Intelecast. Man, it has been forever, so I'm glad you're listening. You didn't delete us. How you doing, Brian? Brian Peterson is here as always.
0: I'm doing good. Yeah, uh, it's been what, like three weeks. Most of it is because one or both of us have not been around.
1: Yeah, it's back to. I was like, "How did we do fifty episodes last couple of years and thirty the years before that?" Well, this is how travel and business and stuff. Um, getting yep. back to the, life, so normal. Yeah, yep. well, I went to a couple of conferences. I went to the Insight Association conference in Philadelphia, and I went to IIX in Austin. We'll talk more about that. in an upcoming different episode, we'll add some more people. Yep with the quirks um but yeah it's hard to do a podcast when you're not around
0: i know um it's hard to believe that it's been three weeks since we did episode 13 and this is going to be episode 14 so i know we had we have we've had to arrange our recording scheduling a little bit
1: yeah definitely
0: so well,
1: thanks for listening. You can email us. We'd love to hear from you. IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. Follow us on Twitter, EMI underscore research or IntelliCast 1. And you can text us at 513-401-5463. Um, news episode today. Lots of news since we haven't talked about news in a while. Um, yeah.
0: But before that, I wanted to
1: mention a webinar. Yes. We have the Sample Landscape webinar We have it about every year at this time um it's wednesday may 4th would love to have you at 2 p.m eastern i promise you you will learn something about sample um so join uh sign up it'll be in the show links it's all over social and the five is that five topics we have how panels differ from each other why that's important um changes in supply and demand and kind of economic shifts and how that affects us um, including pricing We'll talk some about the trends and data quality and the commoditization of samples. So jam-packed webinar, May 4th, 2 p.m.
0: It is. And if you cannot make it at that time or you're listening to it and it is past May 4th, you can still, we'll put the link in the show notes. We are going to be recording it and anyone who registers either prior to or after can get the recording.
1: Yes, and you will likely be hearing my dog snoring, um, which is a, um, it's a tradition, but she had surgery and she is, um, she's going to be snoring a lot lately. I'm going to drug her up because she has some knee surgery, tough rehab, but you'll hear Bonnie in the background a little bit, Um, but let's get into some news.
0: All right. Well, I want to start off with a first news story that's not on this list, and it's more of some personal news for you. Oh, no. Um, People may have heard him, may have heard you say your title about a month ago. Yes. Uh, Well, this week it became official.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I kind of, that
0: was supposed to be kind of an
1: April Fools joke that I had a new job title. And um, yeah, this week it's official. I was, I'm now chief insights officer, which is an honor. Uh, It's kind of scary too, because like. I don't know. There's, there's no. That's, that's like, that's it.
0: <laughs> like, that's it. I don't they're, know. There's no how much more to go up now.
1: <laughs> yeah, hit the ceiling, I guess. But that's awesome. I mean, I've been doing this for a while, and it's. I'm really happy about it, and um, doing some new stuff too in the new role. And man, it's so. What one cool thing about it is, honestly, the people that have reached out to me, texted me, emailed me, the LinkedIn posts that you put it on, mm-hmm. um, just. On fire. And it's just good to hear from people. Like it's very positive. So that was the best part about it is hearing from other people and congratulating me by far.
0: I think it probably reinforces the amount of people you know and have built a good relationship with.
1: Well, when you've been doing this for nearly 30 years, um, you can't do that without <laughs> um, meeting a lot of people and having a lot of people that are responsible for your success. And um, I'm very fortunate that I worked at great companies and I had a lot of great researchers that helped me along the way and including today um, especially today so yeah but yeah you can't do this for 25 years without meeting a lot of a lot of people
0: yep all right i to jump into some market research news now non non non-use specific yes thank you (laughs) all right first up meta formerly facebook i'm i'm gonna stop calling them meta i'm just gonna call them facebook but that's just me, yeah. su- has suffered two reversals in the U.S. District Court. The first was the granting of a class action status to an mm-hmm. advertiser's claim that the company inflated its audience metrics. So instead of an individual lawsuit, now a class action, not good. Mm-hmm. And the second was allowing it, allowing to proceed a suit by non-users of Facebook in Illinois over the storage of images of their faces. I guess- once you're at the top, everyone comes for you.
1: Well, I have a lot to say about this, but I'm going to, I think oh. that really what I want to say is it's kind of scary the power that these companies, the big tech companies, have when they're this big, and especially when they're not being very transparent. And we saw that. Remember the Zuckerberg trial when he testified in Congress a couple years ago. And yep, um, you know, there's 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 lots of things that that Facebook has done. I mean, we could talk a lot of stuff that people have done with Facebook over the past few years that they've been criticized for on the left and the right by just everybody, everybody. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and like you know the the pictures of the the. The images of people that are non users I mean what what are they doing there, and the uh, you know understand inflating its audience metrics that they can be corrected there lots of people do that and you got to hold them accountable for that that's to me that's not a big deal yeah, but the other stuff that's a big deal um, and so I'm just hoping for transparency and I'm not just from Facebook but from all of these tech companies as they they're not going to give any less information in the future I don't think no. Cut it off.
0: I- I think with it, though, as it's been a rise, so as Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all these other ones kind of started that rise, people didn't really quite understand what they were giving up. Like, oh, it's free. It's not free. What you're yeah. giving up, you are paying. It's just not monetarily.
1: And yeah, you're trading and now away. It, yeah. Your public yeah. your information, you're giving it away. And
0: now people are becoming more and more kind of – they're coming to realize what is being given up and what it needs. And now it's a, you know what? I really don't like that. Yeah. The, the, uh, the audience metrics, they are going to get ding. I wouldn't be surprised if they settle this in the next six, eight months because they don't want that going to trial. hmm You're going to have, they're going to try to get that done before too many people join that. But the other one, I have questions on this. So is it just like, as people take random shots and, oh, like say my wife takes a picture and it's of like, my children are non-users. So like, is it that, is it like, like people like. We take a picture, like maybe you, you post a picture of you and I. We're both Facebook – we both have Facebook accounts, but maybe someone in the background. Yeah. Is it that?
1: Or, like, or are they just building profiles on everyone? we using some sort of facial recognition. Are we, yeah,
0: are, we, are we going full Big Brother?
1: Yeah, full Big Brother, and it includes people that are on Facebook, people that are not on Facebook, and they're putting this gigantic digital puzzle together. And who knows come, what monster will come out of that. That's what I think. <laughs>
0: So I'm going to go a little conspiracy theory, but a little bit. Did you ever watch the show Person of Interest? This is a few years yeah. ago.
1: Yeah, I did watch that. Okay.
0: There was one episode where like the guy who created the big AI, it's like, yeah, I yeah. created social media to get the data points I needed. That's yeah. that's what makes me think. I hear this and this is what makes me think of that. And I go to a little bit of conspiracy route. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, they're just building profiles on everybody.
1: Uh, so something to kind of keep an eye on that affects market research a little bit as a lot of companies recruit from Facebook. And, you know, they're they're a big giant, um, you know, I don't even know how you call them anymore. Company, well, it's too small. Thinking
0: back like 15, 15, 16 years ago, I remember when it like it was only college students. And when it hit the college I was at, like, oh, you can sign up for this now. Like, OK, what is this? well, you can do this. I'm like, I can come talk to you or make a phone call. I don't get it. Honestly, I, yeah. I'm also not a big social media user. That's just a personal preference. And I, yeah. I get people who don't, who use it or don't use it. It's a personal thing. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Well, love feedback
1: on this one because it's kind of scary.
0: Next up, NPD and IRI announced that they plan to merge. This seems like a pretty big story in terms of overall market research, right? Yeah,
1: but I've got two points here. Number one is, yes, there are two historical, very historical, um, legendary market research brands. I feel like it's very complimentary what they'll do. It seems like a good move. Um, the second, My second point, you know they're going to rebrand. They're not going to, keep it as NPD, IRI. They're going to rebrand it, And I do not look forward to that. So I would, I, I'm See? reaching out to the uh, private equity firms um, and NPD and IRI. Consult us, talk to IntelliCast before you commit to a name. I know that you will spend a lot of money with very talented marketing agencies and get feedback and stuff. You need to talk to us, get up, come on the podcast. See? We will help you with a name.
0: I know they're planning to merge. I am wondering if they don't go like the Google route and make an umbrella company. That's like how Google has alphabet is technically not Google's not the company name, it's just one of the like the brands underneath it. Yeah. And they don't necessarily maybe keep NPD or IRI because of the brand equity that is out there with those names. That's that's what, it's gonna be part yeah. of the overall research that's behind you, it. That's what you'd expect.
1: But that's not what's happening elsewhere, unfortunately. It's going to end up being something like Xerxes Zerk, with no vowels, two, three Xs, two Zs, and four Ys. You heard um, it here first, April, and, end yeah. of
0: April 2022.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, that's, that's my main point is I'm not looking forward to two, two historical brands that are, have high Q scores, if you will. Um, then we'll be like, Who, who's Xerxes? Who's Who is that? That's what we'll be doing in a year, two years from now.
0: I'm hoping that that they look at it and maybe there's enough brand equity that they don't want to lose in maybe the NPD name. Cause, like, even there, you could probably talk to 10 people on the street and they may have heard like an NPD research study, the results that a brand is using.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They maybe have
0: enough out there that they may decide, you know what? No, we can't lose this brand equity. We're going to keep it
1: yeah i mean well that's my hope tns did they're long
0: gone milward brown milward brown did they're long gone but how much of a of a general consumer would know that name though that's that's what i'm going at here like nielsen yeah you notice nielsen they're changing the name but they're keeping nielsen in it because every the general person knows nielsen yeah well we'll see okay
1: i hope i'm wrong.
0: Otherwise, we're going to be on here talking about some ridiculous names.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Emergency podcast coming soon. Yeah.
0: All right. Next up, a new report by our friends over at Disco has found that 38% of consumers incorrectly recall their digital shopping journey behavior. And before we jump into this, you actually sent an email out to a few of us this morning along this similar topic. Should we just yeah. combine that in together? Because I think they do run, yeah. they go very, cl- they do go hand in hand.
1: Yeah, this, you know, when I was re- prepping for the show, imagine that I prepped for the show. <laughs> um, I this made me think about the session we saw at IAX. So similarly to this article about disco, which found that digital shopping behavior recall failures is off by a, more than a third, uh, Michael Lancor who is a researcher at Procter & Gamble, presented at IAX. And he introduced a term that I wasn't familiar with. And by the way, P&G t- tends to introduce terms to the world that I think they kind of make up. And so some, I think sometimes they stick. Sometimes they're more internal to P&G. Um, but this is called Intech, And in is a little bit complicated, but... Um, the way that I think about in is that, well, they, they describe it as digital technology that is used to replace the current processes, methods, tools, and business models using the development of application of insights. And one of the examples that Michael Cor mentioned about in is that they can put a sensor on someone's washing machine and know like almost exactly like 99.999%, hundreds of metrics around how someone does laundry the type of detergent, how much detergent, when they pull it out of the dryer. And I might be making a little bit of this up, but they, they have a sensor they can put on someone's washing machine along with a toothbrush. Um, they can put it on their toothbrush and know how long they spend on each tooth. Um, they, they know crazy amounts of stats using technology about behavioral data. And so traditionally, marketing research is we, that's what we've done. We've asked people, how many times do you brush your teeth? How do you brush your teeth? Or we might do an ethnography of sorts. We watch people do it. Um, and we do in-home kind of just watching people how they do laundry and things like that. And they have found using this technology, they're calling in-tech, people are way off. If you ask people how they're doing their laundry, they'll tell you one thing, and then they actually measure it using the sensor. It's way off. So the point of this article is that And I think we've kind of known this for a while, not just in research, that people's recall um, and what they actually do is always off. You see this in crime scenes, right? When, oh, I have a, there's a witness to a murder and they get about half of things right. That's kind of an extreme example, but humans, you know, we're not perfect and our brains work really weird and our recall works really weird. Um, So I think that this has an impact in marketing research and especially as technology improves, we have more behavioral data. We'll compare more behavioral data to more stated behavior to the actual data. And it's going to be kind of a discussion, I think, about it. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy Disco does this. There's other articles about there about this. Um, and so I think at some point this will be something we have to discuss about the accuracy of people's opinions.
0: Well, and I think it, maybe it's twofold on this on, in terms of the accuracy. One, it's just, yeah, this is what I thought I did and I actually did this. It can be that. But isn't there a little bit of that bias in the, well, you will we'll use your teeth brushing example. Like, oh, how many times do you brush your teeth? Well, I know I should be brushing them two to three times a day, but I might only brush them once. So I might say two, knowing that it's close enough it's not actual, but I'm putting myself in that better, like maybe unconsciously, I'm putting myself in that better light. Maybe not consciously trying to deceive, but unconsciously, I'm going to answer the question that makes me look best.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Is that a little bit of this too?
1: Um, possibly. Yeah, there's a, that's a bias that's very common, um, that people answer questions to make themselves look better. It's a very common bias in research. Um, internet research is supposed to be reducing that bias because it's anonymous, and so no one's going to judge me if I say only brush my teeth, you know, one time a day instead of two times a day.
0: But I think even anonymously, as you're asking answering the question, you're just unconsciously picking the answer that's going to. Ah,
1: yeah, maybe not being conscious. Social there's a conscious bias.
0: component a little bit, but maybe unconsciously. Oh yeah.
1: Yes. So yeah, that's called social desirability bias. It exists. Hard to measure, but it certainly exists. There's probably part of that, absolutely, that people, oh, yes, I I do a load of laundry, and 10 minutes after it's done, I move it to the dryer, and
0: I use exactly the right amount. Uh, and, you know, there's probably a <laughs> little bit of that. Um, I wish but- it was that. <laughs> I literally have laundry going right, right now. If it goes off, it will probably sit there for three hours because I'll forget about it until I go into that room again and go, oh, yeah, I had this going. And do I wish? If – someone asked me I might say 45 minutes but it honestly depends on the day on average I'll call it 45 but I'm probably off by a good 30 minutes I don't measure that
1: so I think the point is this is a topic coming and um the way that P&G looked at this might replace some research um I don't think it'll replace it I think it will complement research we'll compare people's attitudes and what they state they're doing versus what they actually do and will that'll inform different research. Like an example would be we need to better educate our consumers and things like that. We need to adjust how we design things. Or we can I don't know if lots of them.
0: some of the buyer journey. Maybe we can take yeah. out a few of the steps because there's they're not remembering these steps or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I I have one more thing on that. You mentioned okay. that P and G called it in tech. Yeah. I like that name because it's technology that's in something.
1: Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, says what it does. Exactly. They're not trying to get fancy with some stupid. Yes, impact. Like it's just a version of technology. Perfect.
0: I am wondering what other manufacturers though are putting that into that, and then selling that data. That maybe will start putting that in and start selling that to like consumer yeah. goods brands. So think like I have a Samsung washer. What if Samsung starts putting those sensors in all the devices they do? So it, yeah. oh, guess what? You get, if you sign up for this, we'll send you, maybe it's some sort of program that you sign up for this, you get a hundred dollars off when you purchase, or it's yeah. free. You get free maintenance or something like that, but they're going to sell your washing machine data. Like, oh, Brian like, does mean, 13 loads of laundry a week. Well, it's because so he's got two little kids. To-
1: they may not even be, need to inform someone that is probably debatable, but like automobile data. I mean, imagine all the information they have on how we drive our cars with the new computers and all the tech in our vehicles. It's incredible. Well, and then you then you have, can even fathom how much data it is. I don't think they need to even inform us.
0: Well, then you have the insurance companies where you get the little plug in too, but you're signing yeah. off on that. But they're yeah. also saying, well, they're ensuring like that safe driver. I think it's like, progressives like you plug it in and you get discounts or is it all state something like that yeah it's one of the two but you plug yeah. it in and you get more but you're you're making that agreement i think if i am png and or a manufacturer of an appliance i'm asking because that otherwise you're going to lead to these similar lawsuits that facebook is currently facing yeah yep so particularly if you want to monetize that data because think if i'm samsung and i'm selling I have. Hundreds of, I have thousands of washers across the U.S. I can sell that data. Hey, I wanted to P and G like, Hey, here's all the people that are using Tide. Here's all the people yeah. who aren't using Tide. Well, what, what's the, what is there showing any difference? Oh, these people use this kind of one with a lot of bleach. Oh, maybe we need to get a different, a different version out there. Right. Yep. So, all right. Next up. Got some reporting here. Um, Ipsos has reported an organic revenue rise of over 12% for that first quarter. They also stated that they are planning for potential acquisitions in key sectors and territories. Let me think about a couple, that.
1: A couple things. Um, we probably shouldn't be comparing q1 2022 to q1 2021 um not a good comparison but you know good job growing 12 percent yeah um as um but i also like how they just called our shop we're gonna buy some stuff like (laughs) um, put it out there yeah if you're open to selling something um checkbook's open we think it's valuable we might buy it because we've got all this new revenue coming in um yeah that's that's pretty much all i have to say about that good for ipsos i mean Everybody, everybody, should, all the year over year quarterly reports as they come out should be at least this much. You would hope. Um, yeah, I would like to see. And they probably mentioned in the article, um,
0: although we were saying the same thing last year at this time, compared to, I guess, the spring, this kind yeah. of more Q2, that comparison. We everyone should be seeing like twenty five percent higher than what it was in the spring, other than some like a and g and like paper towels and disinfectant. Anybody who's making that, no, you're not going to hit your numbers, but everybody else is probably up 20% because everything opened back up. Right. Yep. All right. Uh, News from SMR is next. They have named Geraldine Proust the new head of professional standards. She will be responsible for leading global advocacy efforts Managing industry relationships and strategic partnerships, and developing and enforcing global regulatory professional standards for the industry.
1: Um, Big role Um, replaces Kim Smouter, I think is how you pronounce her name. Um, So a big role for SMR, and I didn't know they've been around for seventy-five years. I think that was mentioned somewhere in the article. That's a long time. So I mean, amazing organization. Um, Big role for them, and I, you know, I don't think we ever talked about how Finn. Um, Finn Rabin was leaving SMR. I don't so think there's so. A, so we, there's a new director general position out there. He had been there, I think, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. He'd been there a long time. And so if you're looking for a new job, you know, there's always um, director general of SMR. I reach out to Kristen Luck. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, think about it. I think we're seeing that next the turnover of like for New Blood, you had Melanie take over the Insights Association. 2020 you're going to have yeah. someone new take over smr um well, kristen
1: luck is uh yep. current president yeah yep so, so yeah, you're getting more new,
0: younger newer blood in there that's kind of going to be helping direct that
1: yep yep good point
0: all right next up rival technologies and reach three insights has added to speak of kristen luck they have added her to their board
1: yeah, so you know, rival technology's been out there a little bit. They're they were at IEX, um, getting a little louder um, um, in the industry. And so, Chris and Luck, I think she could just have a full time job of just advising boards. Um, she's just out everywhere. She's amazing. So good for them. As as they continue to grow, good for them.
0: All right, last. Press Ganey has completed its Forsta acquisition. This came out, I think, a day or so ago.
1: Yep. Um, interesting. I've, I've always felt this one's a little bit an odd kind of matchup. Um, but I'm intrigued to see how, you know, they're, you know, Press is a healthcare, they call themselves a healthcare experience specialist. Um, mm-hmm. And they're, they're calling Forsta a research technology firm, which I guess that's fair. And how that kind of blends together is an interesting kind of thing to me. Um, and so I'm glad it's final and it went through and we'll see what happens. Um, Press Gaining is saying it will enable it to tap into force's global presence and network to drive its own international healthcare growth ambitions and expanding new verticals. That's kind of interesting.
0: I know it says healthcare growth, but I'm wondering if they're looking at new markets and going, yep.
1: Yeah, they, they talk about retail, financial services, consumer goods. It'll be interesting how they use Forsta to get there. Um, but it's just very interesting to I me mean, to see how this kind of plays yeah. out.
0: The easy one is you essentially moving all the Forsta products and introducing them into their current healthcare clients. Like, oh, now it's a one stop shop for your patient experience. Oh, you need healthcare research. Yep, we've got it all here. I think it's maybe repurposing or slightly retooling some of those healthcare experience pieces for non-healthcare related industries and getting in on that. Like, oh, guess what? Acme Corp. You're a manufacturer. You're already using Forsta. You're using Forsta products. By the way, we have these other products you might be interested in.
1: Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, I guess if, if, you know, we've talked about we've talked about mergers and acquisitions nearly every episode yep. for years. Yep. And I guess as <clears throat> as people start to value insights more, it should not be limited to an in market research sector right acquisition, um, right? So it's well, or private equity. It should go to other companies looking to do things
0: like Press Gainey is doing to think Oracle when or, or Oracle or SAP when they bought Qualtrics. Yeah, SAP, that was outside yeah. that. Right, I think similar. people they are <clears throat> looking at date and because I think if in the grand scheme of things, market research is another data point for an organization. Yeah. And it's someone who can help <clears throat> merge all of my various data points, whether it's internal ec- client, external consumer, all of that and cross yeah. it across my organization to help me uncover ins to uncover those insights I need to better my business. I think that, that's where we're going. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're market research or if you're an accounting software or something like that. Anybody who can go, go across all those different departments and things like that to merge all that data together is yes. where we're and, headed.
1: And it's interesting. It's the res tech part of it. <clears throat> so the right really the technology that Forrester yeah. has kind of built and acquired over the past 10, 15 years um, so, I guess for res tech firms, more non-market research companies will probably be looking to them to expand their services and their ability to obtain insights among their customers or other. So, yeah, I guess we should just start expecting. It just seems I mean, odd to me.
0: The one that comes to mind, and I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, is Salesforce buying somebody. Yeah, yeah. They have the money. You have, they have that. They, I think they own some sort of experience management type software, like yeah. backend, like accounting type stuff you can get. You have the marketing piece. I know they integrate with a ton of stuff, but this seems to be, I know you can get, I think it's SurveyMonkey. They have integrations, but I'm surprised they don't buy one to make one native and like, Hey, yeah. guess what? And now it all pumps in because this is your CRM. And now I can yep. pull in all your other stuff. It's right there.
1: Be a lot easier to get NPS surveys.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Get feedback from your clients and your prospects and your customers. for and sure. And it's tied
0: back to straight opportunities and yeah. all the way through the accounting piece. And then you have all of your cost of goods. Yeah. All of it across. So.
1: Yep. All
0: Agreed. right. That was all the news we had this week.
1: Is that it? Okay. That is it. All right. Well we got some fun episodes coming. Um, thanks for listening. We'll hear a conference recap um, soon. We have a, a fun guest coming soon. And if you have any topics, reach out to us. You want to come on, reach out to us. I don't think we've ever said no to a guest, have we? Nope. Um, nope. So if you want to come on, promote something, come on. We'd love to have you. And as always, thanks, Brian. And have a great week, everybody. <laughs>